You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast. I am joined today by Kendra Adachi, and you definitely know her, and if you don't, you should. She was on episode 162, where we chat through all things making life easier. You might know her. She is called the Lazy Genius, and she's just that and so brilliant and more. She basically makes life easy and gives you the permission to be lazy in a super genius, oh, I never thought about that kind of way. She gives us the permission that we all need to just do the dang thing the way we need to do it, not the way that everybody tells us it should be done, and then therefore gives you so much more peace about the things that you're doing in life, whether it's your schedule, whether it's how you pack your purse or your bag, where you put your shoes in your home, like everything. And she just rocks your world. So I am so pumped to have her back because she just released a new book that is specifically about the kitchen called The Lazy Genius Kitchen. Have what you need, use what you have, and enjoy it like never before. Ooh, I need that. I feel like my kitchen is just one space that could be complete chaos, whether it's the appliances, the way I pack my pantry, my grocery shopping, my expired veggies that I really was planning on using this week but didn't get to quite yet. And then of course, having to cook and plan and have snacks for our little guy Maddox. So you might be there. This might be something that super stresses you out. I'm so glad you're listening today because this episode is going to give you so much freedom, so much compassion for yourself. And I'm so excited that you're here. Kendra, welcome back to Behind the Bliss Podcast. I'm so excited to have you, especially after what we just went through. <laughs> People even knew. <laughs> you guys, we just had our conversation. Um, we were using hand gestures because the audio wasn't working. And we both, like after, it, was, it wasn't that long. I mean, it was like 10 minutes max. But after a couple of minutes, I was like, this is giving me a lot of, not a lot of understanding, a whisper of an understanding of what it must be like to communicate as a hearing impaired person. Yeah. Because you're very limited if you don't have, like it really was, it was, it was strange to not like be able to communicate with voices. It was strange, wasn't it? But here we are. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. I said with prayer and blessing, Kendra was like, how did you end up making it work? And I was like, prayer truly that's the only thing that was gonna work Uh, but here we are and I am like I'm so stoked for this conversation because your conversation that we had back in episode 162 I had to look it up because there were a lot of amazing episodes and you are included in that so if people haven't gone back and listened we kind of just went over your entire lazy genius way like uncomplicating life simplifying things making it fun again putting the joy back into your normal mundane routine. Um, But we're back. We're back, baby. And we're talking all about specifically the kitchen, which God bless, because that is the area I feel like it was so funny as I was reading through as a reader, the lazy genius way, every concept and all your principles, I was applying to my kitchen. And then you came out with this new book, the lazy genius kitchen. Doing it for you, man. Yes. I'm so grateful. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to dive into all things food, kitchen, cooking, appliances. Is the way your system working for you at the moment, all the things, just like unscrambling this mess. It can be a mess in there. It's like we all have a kitchen mm-hmm. to some, you know, like we all have to eat. 
We all have somewhere where we're trying to figure out where our food is going to come from. And there aren't a lot of tools to help us figure that out mm-hmm. that are not recipe driven. That's which true. recipes are great. There's nothing wrong with recipes, but like we need more than just a cookbook. Like, this is how you literally cook the food. Right. There are so many other decisions and choices and ways of being that exist outside of that. And so I'm glad to make this book that is hard to explain because <laughs> it doesn't exist anywhere. It I doesn't. can't be like, it's like this, but cooler. I can't say like it doesn't exist. This book doesn't exist anywhere. But it's now it's wild. But now it does. So yeah. Exciting. We're big fans of Kendra around here. Okay. I always joked and said my toxic trait pre-reading your book. I will say that pre-reading your book, my toxic trait was going grocery shopping, spending our grocery budget, and then asking my husband, where are we going to go eat tonight? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, a, isn't there a, isn't there a Wingstop commercial that's that right now? It's like a couple buys like a bunch of groceries. And then the guy's like, you want to get Wingstop? And she's like, we just got all these groceries. He's like, do you want to go to Wingstop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your point? <laughs> it feels like that's your, exactly. It's like, that's your, sounds like that's your vibe. Yeah. That, that That's me. But honestly, it's not because I want it to be that way because there's also so much I'm like, oh, like I could have made this work, but buying the groceries isn't the only step to making supper for your family. And I think that like, that's our concept or that was mine. That was my expectation. Uh, yeah. I'll buy the groceries and then it'll be easy to throw it together. It'll like magically appear. Yeah. I know. We all do that. We and all you, do that. Yeah. Anyways, so I'm just so excited about this. But I also wanted to add, this is super random. But for people listening, if you just need like a happy giggle in your life, go watch Kendra and Breeze live where they just try sauces for like an hour. <laughs> that was a good one. That, that was, was fun. a good one. That was Brie, really fun. Yeah. Brie McCoy, who if anybody's unfamiliar with Brie, she's like... Basically, Brie and I have this like secret mission to be the only what two people it? that you require to live life in your kitchen. It's like she's going to teach you how to cook. That's I'm going to teach you every everything else. Now, that's kind of silly because obviously you can get recipes from all different kinds of people and they're amazing. They're amazing food uh, creators out there. So it's like mostly a joke. But we're also like, but kind of not because she and I, I mean, I love her with my whole heart. Um, but we, yeah, we have this little show on Instagram called Bakes, Brie and Kendra Eat Stuff. Mm-hmm. And our last one was, I was in her house. I got to be in her house because we usually just do it on Instagram Live. And we did. We just tried fast food sauces. And that was like, that was the most fun hour I'd had in a long time up to that. Me like too. it was just, and I, wasn't I don't know why there. that was, <laughs> I don't know why that was so magical, but that it was, was so much fun. I'm like, did you have a tummy ache after? I you know, really it wasn't that y'all. it wasn't that bad actually. I think because I did when we did an episode on pickles. I felt disgusting after we did the Ooh, pickle yeah, episode. Yeah. Were you like sweating pickle juice for days? I ate the whole pickle. Like she would take a bite, and I'm like, no, I love pickles, and I just I ate so Pink many pickles God. that night. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It wasn't too bad though because uh, her husband, Jeremy, would uh, he brought us like pickled ginger to cleanse our palates and I think that helped with my digestion. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole thing. Because Kendra yeah, never fun. picks up a pickle again. <laughs> no, I know. Seriously. No, and I did a couple days later. That's but crazy. that was a rough one. That night That's was rough. Hilarious. What was your favorite sauce? Sorry. These are like all of my selfish questions I had after the live. No. So the favorite for sure, like hands down, is Arby's sauce. Okay, okay. Oh my gosh. I am so obsessed with an Arby's roast beef sandwich. But it was the first time that I had tried Arby's horsey sauce in that in that live that we did. And it was delightful. It was delightful. But I'm usually not a sauce person. I'm like ketchup all the way, all the time. Or like good restaurant ranch. 
not Hidden Valley Ranch. But you know what I mean? Like I know exactly what you mean. Like that the real deal. The, the real, real yes. When you get the homemade potato chips and Ooh. the and the little cup of like the real homemade ranch that tastes like you need ranch to taste. Those are like if I could live on those two sauces on ketchup and real ranch, I'd be fine. I'm not a sauce person. Except when it comes to a roast beef sandwich from Arby's. Give me two packs of Arby's sauce. Happy camper. I had one last week on my way home from a trip. People are listening and they're like, am I really spending my day talking about sauces? Yes, are. you are, girl. Welcome we to are the conversation. At this. We are. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we are. Um, no, I I think it's just fun. And I think that that's what kitchens should be. Like, they should be fun. They should be playful. Like, it shouldn't be the stress zone that I feel like it is for so many families because either you're short on time or you forgot an ingredient so you're trying to find a substitute. Like, whatever. Like the broccoli went bad before you're able to use it, but you're really grounding on that broccoli. So I don't know. I just, I think that this conversation as, I feel like as frivolous as it sounds, it really is, it could be, has the potential to change your life. Like to really change your day and your mood and what you look forward to. And sitting down at the dinner table isn't the sigh of relief. Like, oh, I'm just glad we're here. It's the, I can actually spend time with my family now. Mm -hmm. And that there's a bigger thing to this. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's also like I think that we when we're in when we're in like any sort of survival mode and the kitchen is definitely the place where we're trying to survive the most and it's the yeah. most like boots on the ground like I'm so tired in here um with all the things that are happening. <laughs> I think that what we want, right, is what you just said. We want to have fun, we want to enjoy being there. We don't want to be stressed out. We want to be able to sit down at the table with whoever we're sitting at the table with and have like a really lovely conversation and all of those things. And I think what I want to invite everyone to is that is not one leapfrog move. Yeah. And even if you learn the tools which this book teaches you, even if you learn the tools and you begin those um those practices and those steps of kind of moving in a direction where your life in the kitchen resembles that idea, that fun Mm. gathering idea versus maybe more survival right now, that doesn't mean that every meal will still be fun and gathering and all the things. So I think it's like, I I really love to um, um, speak to expectations a lot because we often have the expectation that unless things are like not perfect all the time, but sort of close sure. or consistent or automated or whatever, or effortless, like most of the time. If they're not that, then we're doing something wrong. And I think, I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. So my my goal, my hope for anybody who reads the book, that reads The Lacey Genius Kitchen or even just listens to this episode is to remember that you are not on a mission to cross this finish line of every meal now looks like this. Your mission really is like one small step today that might make dinner feel a little easier, that yeah. might make it feel a little more fun. And the more you do those and get in a pattern of paying attention to those, and then you're like, oh, this one actually worked a few times in a row. Let's kind of keep doing that. You know, like you kind of slowly create this culture in your kitchen and who you are in it so that you get to a place where most meals, you do feel like yourself. You do enjoy being there. Like for the most part, things resemble what you're hoping for, but not in a manufactured, like step-by-step do these things right now. And therefore kind of you'll yield this thing. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's so it's so much more human than that, you know? So um, so I just want to make sure 
I don't know, a lot Good of- disclaimer. Uh, yeah, because a lot of books that are like, this book is sometimes shelved in the cookbook section and sometimes it's shelved in the self-help section. No <laughs> way. So what a funny great combo. I love I that I know. Combo. It is. It's like a kitchen self-help book. But even that phrasing uh, of like a self-help book, like most of them don't help really. Right. They might help about a thing in a season for a specific person or stage of life, but like most self-help books don't even really help that much. And so I even hesitate to be like, it's kind of like a self-help book for your kitchen, but no, it's actually one that really works. Like mm -hmm. I really think that it's something that's going to be a companion to lead you into like a very realistic, but human and grounded way of being in your kitchen. And we are so grateful for that. <laughs> I think that's what we need. Like your last principle is be kind to yourself. And right, that is exactly. what this takes is like, yeah, we can totally follow the rules and all the things and apply. But at the end of the day, if, if that has the potential to be just as stressful as the kitchen being chaotic, then what's the point? So you do have right. to find a way to make this you. Yes. I would rather, I would rather every single person listening cook or order, not even cook, like do takeout, do pizza yeah. and microwave hot dogs and whatever you think is like the laziest choice, non-cooking thing ever. I would rather every single person do that and still be kind to themselves and still feel like themselves in the kitchen yeah. than to cook food. Yeah. Like it's more important, I think, it is more important that you feel like yourself and that you're kind to yourself than to like do that in conjunction with something else. Do that first. Like that's mm -hmm. the thing. And the other stuff to me is just gravy. Oh, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. I I want to dive into more specifics in case people clicked play on this episode for the sake of specifics. Because <laughs> I think like I everyone comes to this conversation with an agenda. They're like, oh my gosh, my pantry. You know, it's the first yes. thing they think of when they think of chaos kitchen. Some people think, um, oh, I just feel like I don't have the appliances that I that I feel like I, I need to make this easy. Um, so people listening, you can fill in what that looks like for you. So that's why I kind of want to dive into specifics. What Overall, generally, have you seen be the most frustrating part of a kitchen to most people that you've helped or even talked to? Yeah. So I think before I answer that question, I wonder just for context, because then I can yeah. jump back to it, is just to explain super quickly the structure of the book. Mm -hmm. yes, because when I talk about the steps and stuff like that, then you're like, where does this exist? Because again, love it. you guys, this book doesn't exist anywhere. And it's so hard to explain because it's like, you're like, what is this thing? Yeah. So let me just explain it super quick. And then I will answer that question. I love that. So the, um, the book is The Lazy Genius Kitchen. Have what you need, use what you have, and enjoy it like never before. All right. Part one is uh, five steps that you can apply to literally anything, not just in your kitchen, but kind of in your entire life. Yep. It's five steps that you can apply in order because lazy geniuses go in the right order. Uh, five steps that you can apply to anything. And that first part is, I kind of call it lecture and lab. It's just the like, hey, let's just get the lay of the land. This is kind of where we're going. I'm explaining the five steps. Cool. Then part two is where we apply those five steps to six different areas of your kitchen. It's so confusing because there's too many numbers. It's like part one, <laughs> five steps, part two, six parts. So you're applying the five steps to six parts. The six areas of your kitchen that we apply them to are your space, like the actual kitchen and what's inside it, your meals, the, the actual meals that you choose to cook, the food uh, that you like, how you shop, how you store it, how you use it, the plan, how you decide what you're going to eat and uh, prep. And that's not like, putting, you know, 
like steamed broccoli in a container in the fridge or doing like lunch boxes. It can be, but really it's more about the flow of your kitchen, right? right? Like how do you interact in there and how do you keep things moving so that you're not drowning in breakfast dishes when it's dinner time? Mm-hmm. And then the sixth area is your table. So all that to say, because you just asked like all the things that people immediately come to their mind, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, this is the thing that's troubling to me. You can know that almost certainly something adjacent to that category is specifically talked about in the book. It is, Um, yeah. And then the third part of the book is like, it's like 100 pages of just like really rad, like single sheet resources. And like like the cutest graphics, like the the illustration. Yes, they're so fun. So fun. They're so fun. So that's because, so that's the book. Okay. So stepping back, answering your question, I think the thing, it's not a single space or like item or something like that. It is the concept Hmm. that other people have sort of decided what should be in your kitchen. Oh. That people kind of have like accidental kitchens because they are uh, buying the thing that someone else really loves or they're reading the list in the cookbook of like, these are the ingredients you should always have on hand or these are the appliances you should have or they, you know, everyone else is cooking with an air fryer and you're like, I guess I need an air fryer and you get your air fryer. You know, like it's, it's filling, it's, it's, it's not having, it's not having a lens to choose what matters to you. Everyone's everyone has a problem in their kitchen where they are trying to fit their own priorities into the shape of someone else's. They're trying to fill their kitchens with tools that they don't actually need or ingredients that they don't actually eat. Um, or even ways of cooking, you know, ways of like, well, I should meal plan on Sundays. No, you don't. You don't have to meal plan at all. Right. You could decide that day. Like you don't have to do it all at once. Now, it depends on what matters to you. Exactly. If being prepared and uh, you know, kind of like knowing what's coming. If that matters, then a meal plan would actually really benefit that. But you don't have to do it in the way that everyone else does a meal plan. You can create your own system. So it's kind of like a uh, it's like a guidebook to do that, to mm-hmm. have a lens to look through to help you figure out what do I need? What matters to me? What do I need in my kitchen? And I can let this thing go even though it's super essential to someone else. Yes. You don't have to keep the things that are essential to other people. That is really the consistent thing I've seen in conversations and those videos that I did for the Lazy Genius Kitchen. Yeah. It's like you don't have to uh, – you don't have to do what everybody else does. I remember – I don't know if you saw any of those videos, but yeah. I did I did six episodes. They're like – it's like a TV show. It's so rad. It was so fun. It was so, so fun to make. But they're on YouTube. But I did an episode with Annie F. Downs and we uh, – Organized her freezer. And she doesn't cook, just for she people listening. Cook. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't cook, cook, but the kitchen's no. still important. It is. It's yep. still important. Well, we're going through her freezer, and I pulled out a bag of chicken bones. And, you know, we're told, and I asked her, and it was very freezer burned. And I was like, Do you make chicken stock? And she said, You're supposed to do that. You're supposed to put your chicken bones in a bag and your vegetable scraps and whatever. And put them in the freezer so that you can make your own stock one day. You know, that's what people say. But as I told her, and I will tell everyone listening, if you don't make the stock though, like if that doesn't matter to you, (laughs) all you, all you have is chicken bones in your freezer. That's all you have. So like, it's okay for you to do things that make sense for you. That could even mean not using your kitchen for anything but coffee and ice cream and reheating takeout. Like- 
that is a that is just as much of a valuable kitchen as someone who grows their own food and has chickens in the backyard and makes everything from scratch. It doesn't matter how you exist in your kitchen because every single person matters. And so therefore how you use your kitchen also matters. Love it. Speaking of videos, the Terrence Jackson one was great, especially when he pulled out the bag of lettuce and you were like, uh-huh. I am so impressed that this bag of lettuce is not expired. I know. Everyone I know. has a salad complex and it's like you buy all the things for to make the salad and then oh, yes. you blink two days later and you never made the salad and now your spinach is wilted or like whatever base you're choosing. And it's so true. It's the same concept. Like, why do I make salads? Because I don't know, like TikTok told me that was an awesome lunch, you know, and then, <laughs> but do I really crave a salad in the middle of the day? No, I'm going to heat up those leftovers from last yes, night because that's easy to do in between interviews, you know, mm-hmm. or nap time or whatever. Right. And so it's just, it's just like, uh, it's so funny. What a human thing to do what you feel like you're supposed to do and not actually what works for you. I know. It's the str- it's it's really strange actually because I do it too. Like we yeah. all do it. It's yeah. such a human thing. And I think it's for sure like an American thing because we're told by a lot of different voices, all the things that we're supposed to do in order to be like the right kind of person or succeed in the right kind of way or like whatever it is. And it's just, it's so um, endearing to me that as humans, like we just need someone to tell us, yeah, you don't have to do that. You know, did you know that? Right. You don't have to do that. And we're all like, wait, what? I don't? Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so much freedom in that. And so this book is just full of permission for you to like, you you do what you want, man. You don't have to cook a thing or you can cook everything and the principles will still work. Oh, uh, yes. I, I mean, honestly, it has given me the permission because I feel like, mm, I feel like life changes and as should your kitchen. Like if you had talked to Rachel two years ago, I'm not going to set up my kitchen the same way. I'm not cooking for a little person. Like I'm cooking for two adults and in five years, hopefully, God willing, like I have multiple little children around the table I'm feeding. So like life's going to look different then and as should my kitchen. And so I think it's just cool that once you have these foundations, it doesn't matter like what life or curveballs get thrown. You're like, okay, like I, I can do this. This Absolutely. isn't fun. I might not have chosen the curveball, but like I can do this. Absolutely. Um, one of them that I love that just seems so primary, but it's like, blew my mind. The first one was just like taking inventory. I mean, I'm not going to say them in your same words, but it's like taking inventory. Like, okay, what does my week look like? Okay. Do we have something back to back on Tuesday? And Thomas has a late flight. So probably I don't want to be scrambling, collecting things and cooking spaghetti at the same time. Even though spaghetti is easy. It's like, no, that's going to be our takeout night, you know? Absolutely. Um, Or like you fill in your own blank. Also, batching it in the kitchen has been mind-blowing for me, especially cleaning it up. I used to dread the cleanup kitchen. I'm like, I would rather change the diapers, do the bath time, put the kid down than like do the dishes. But now I'm like, whatever you want to do, babe, I'll do the other because I I love spending time with Maddox, my, my baby, but I also don't hate doing dishes anymore. We just like throw all the dishes in the sink and then clean off the counters and then we go back to the sink and do all the dishes, put them in the dishwasher instead of mm-hmm. collecting plates from table and then having to wash something else five minutes later. I don't right. know. Just like these small principles really can be applied to anybody regardless of what your priorities are. So just yes. needed to say, this has really rocked the Autry household. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And I, I think it's, uh, you know, you talked about 
the, the meal plan and like sort of looking at your week and, you know, we, we just make assumptions about how we think things are done or even how a lot of people do things. And there is this block in our head, especially with meal planning, where we think we have to do it chronologically. Hmm. Like you start, if you're, if you're meal planning on a Sunday night before you go to bed and it's like, okay, what are we going to have tomorrow? I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, you like, and then you stop and you're like, well, this is stupid. Why are we doing this? Yes. Like, it just is not fun. But if you go, what's happening? Yeah. For whatever range of time you're planning, it doesn't have to be a week. It could be two weeks. It could be a month. It could be three days. Like, it doesn't matter. But if you look at the whole set of the time that you're in and just go, okay, where am I busiest? Mm-hmm. When am I going to be the most annoyed in my kitchen? When am I going to not want to be there the most? Let's put the easiest thing that day. Like meet yourself in the places that you need to go. And then you can kind of like hop around and fill it in. But I think that's one thing that's, uh, that's why people don't like to monthly meal plan. Cause I have a whole, there's a, there's a thing in the book about how to plan your meals for an entire month. And you look at that and you're like, under no circumstances will I ever do that, which could totally be true because it doesn't support what matters to you. And that's great. But also I think the reason we think that we can't do that is because number one, we feel hemmed in that we can't change our mind. Hmm. But a plan is just a plan. You can change your mind. Like it's totally right. fine. It's just a placeholder. But then the second thing is you think that you have to plan it chronologically. And that, that will stop you in your tracks. 100 yeah. percent So it's going you mean in the like right Monday, order. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yes. Thursday, like yes. first of the month, second of the month, third of the month. It's like, no, 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 no. You go through and you go, okay, what do we know? What's on the calendar? So and so's birthday is this day. We'll probably go out. Uh, this meeting is going to be really long on this night. Let's for sure get takeout on the way home. And then you like go ahead and fill in the things that you do know. Exactly. And then you can use different tools that are in the book, like, like a meal matrix, which a lot of people already have a version of this, which is basically like pasta Monday, taco Tuesday, pizza Friday, whatever. And you already have made the decision. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, look, there's three empty Fridays, pizza done. You know, like (laughs) it's just, there is such freedom in remembering that you do not have to do things the way everyone else does. You can store your cups in a drawer if your kids can get to it easier. If that is a thing and you're tired of having to get drinks for your children all the time or whatever the case may be, store your cups where they can reach them. You know, like mm-hmm. you can do, put things where you need to. You can cook the food that you need to. You can shop where you need to. You don't have to cut coupons if budget doesn't matter. You know, like you get to decide what matters to you. And I just, I'm like very passionate about people being able to live in their kitchen the way that makes sense for them. (laughs) The way that it should. Yeah. Like for me, my kitchen, it's important to me that it's beautiful. It sounds Mm. so vain. (laughs) Nope, nope, no, it doesn't. Don't, Don't say that. Don't say that. Every priority matters. Every single one. And I actually did a I'm going to get on my soapbox a second. I did a Love podcast it. episode um, for this coming Monday for my show. And um, where I was talking about uh, your bag every day, like your, you know, purse or bag or whatever. Like, what do you have? What are you going to have in your bag? How do we figure this out? Because a lot of times we're like struggling with like, what should, should we put in there? And we don't have enough. And like, we want to change around our bags or do we at all? Like, it's a whole thing. And I go on a little rant because there are people who their priority with their bag is that it matches their outfit, makes them feel good. And they switch out their bag often. Sure. And those people, those women, especially uh, at the, um, not at the mercy of, but like other women will like secretly shame them for that because Mm. women are often 
shamed for caring about aesthetics. And under no circumstances will I let you do that to yourself right now. I love it. So you can care. That can be your priority that it is beautiful. Full stop. No apology. Like that's a wonderful priority to have. Now, okay, you then can let me keep say going it again. Tell me, yes, let's start over. Okay. I love a beautiful kitchen. And yeah, it doesn't you do. have to be the subway tile, whitewashed, open shelf. It doesn't have to be. That'd be awesome. But it's really about like, okay, is it clean? Do I walk past it and get like instant anxiety? Mm. Even if it's, can I just like lay a rug down on the ground so it's just easier to like vacuum than sweep? Is it sure. like, can I have a live plant in there? <laughs> I can yes. just water and be like, I got something done today. Uh-huh. Just small things like that that are important to me because I spend so much time in the kitchen now, whether it was... I mean, a few months ago, prepping bottles or washing bottles, but now it's snacks all the time. Yes. Snacks. It's, that's the thing. That's the thing. You go from bottles to snacks. It's like, I remember oh. being like, we're out of bottles. I'm so happy. And then it's like, wait, snacks. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, so my kid has eaten cheddar bunnies for every single meal today. <laughs> That's great. Um, but we do our best. But I'm like, yes, okay, do. But I, I go in there so often that I don't want to dread getting a snack for Maddox because I'm like, I just sure. can't be in there. So that's why for me, it's so important that it's beautiful and that it's clean, not perfect, just right. tidied. Yes. Um, so I guess I should use tidy, not clean because like don't swab anything, but it'll be tidy <laughs> for you. Um, anyways, it's just so interesting. But I talked to a friend and some, like, she's very concerned about, like, the nutrients and in, in the groceries that she's shopping for, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm over here hitting out cheddar bunnies like candy. So I yeah, just, like, are. things are so different. And yes. I love there's grace for that. Yes, and, there's, there's, there is space and should be yeah. for both ways, for all yeah. the different ways. I just, we, I, it's so easy and natural for us to compare obviously we compare ourselves ourselves with other people all the time yeah but but there is this like next step that we do when we compare ourselves with other people and someone else is doing something that we don't choose to do and there is something in our minds that makes their choice better than ours you know like more mm-hmm. something fill in the blank than the choice that we make it makes us doubt our own choices and our own priorities. And then we start to like doubt ourselves as moms or as partners or as business owners or whatever it is. Whereas like, it doesn't matter. There is just so, there is so much space for so many choices. And I bet that there are things that you care, um, that you put a lot of care into certain things in your life that that same friend doesn't as much. You know, like we all have things that we are trying to be a genius about and we all have things that we're going to be lazy about and we all get to choose. Like it all counts just as equally. I love this. So basically, I know that people are obsessed with you by now because the kumbaya, the you go girl, like you were (laughs) that girl for us. And I'm so grateful to have you in my life. Um, I just like, yes, if people need more of this, let me just first point them to Lazy Genius Podcast. Because if you're listening to this, chances are they're podcast people. There are people. (laughs) So (laughs) head over to Kendra's side of the internet and podcast world, which is the Lazy Genius Podcast. Again, so many fun episodes, whether it's like she was saying, spoiler alert, like, what's in your bag, Yeah, how you pack your bag too. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites was how you plan your day, like bunting and all mm-hmm. the things. Wow. Oh, yeah. I love Rocked that episode. My world. We will definitely link it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, hop over there. But 
Kendra, can you tell us where people can find you, find your book, all the things? Well, we know we can find it in the cookbook and self-help section of the bookstore. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you can maybe find it in your bookstore. I don't know where it might be, guys. No, uh, everything is the lazy genius something. So cool. if you Google the lazy genius, you'll find you'll find all the things. Yes, but it's there's the lazy genius podcast. The first book is The Lazy Genius Way. The second book is The Lazy Genius Kitchen. The YouTube show is also called The Lazy Genius Kitchen Show. Um, I'm on Instagram at The Lazy Genius. And then everything is at thelazygeniuscollective.com. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited to hear what your third book is. There's so many other Lazy Genius. The Lazy Genius, genius Takes a Nap is what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Kendra's tired, you guys. The Lazy Kendra's Genius getting... retires early. <laughs> I know. That's uh, that is uh, principle 12 is to schedule rest. And that is what I'm doing for the foreseeable future is scheduling it. some big time book rest, which is great. So You need it and you deserve it. You deserve everything and more for helping all the people today <laughs> and you. in your book and your readers. We're just so grateful for you and your time you spent with us. Oh, that's very sweet. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, everybody. Guys, I know you love this episode just as much as I did. I just know it because this truly rocked my world and it gave me the permission and you the permission too to just do the dang thing that you need to do. And don't worry about everybody else. Do the things that make sense to you in your kitchen, in your home, and beyond in your life. At the end of every episode, we love to ask, what are you loving these days that you have to share with people listening? And we were not able to record that part of Kendra's because we had some technical difficulties in the beginning, wanted to honor her time. So here we are, and she is sharing her favorite with us, which is the homesick candles, specifically North Carolina, because that's where she is. That's where she lives. Apparently, the North Carolina homesick candle smells just like North Carolina in a really weird way. She can't explain it, but she says the simple pleasures in life are just making her happy like this candle, and it's her go-to gift for all of her friends in North Carolina. So go ahead and get you a homesick candle. We will link that, her book, her podcast, her on Instagram, and all the fun things in our show notes that you can always find at behindtheblisspodcast.com slash show notes. And if you love today's episode and it is giving you a nugget to take away and implement into your everyday life, I would love to know about it. Would you either or both send us a message on Instagram? We love those encouraging messages and email at hello at behind the bliss podcast. Our team gets so pumped when we see those come through, but then also it would do us a huge favor if you went ahead and left a review. Five-star reviews are obviously preferred. If you have anything to say and you want us to know something that's bothering you about the show, just go ahead and email us. But if you left a five-star review, it would truly give us like the biggest warm hug and we would love that so much. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week, and we will see you next Wednesday.